Thank you for joining us for Under the Water Tower, a ministry of Fellowship Baptist located under the city water tower on Mormon Mill Road in beautiful Marble Falls, Texas. We don't just love the Bible, we love talking about the Bible and talking about how the Bible informs our life in this world. Today with me here around on this rainy Wednesday is Joni Wallach, Misty Graham, Joe Fishbeck. I'm Jamie. We're glad you're here. We're finishing. This is the last oh, lesson. Oh, and Aubrey's standing in the corners in shadows. In the corner. so. uh, he brought us good breakfast. Aubrey Bueller bought uh, tacos. Yeah. We, we've eaten like kings. No, well, it's not just tacos. It's 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 we call it stupid taco stupid. in my family. <laughs> uh, and, sorry if any of uh, the owners And we had homemade biscuits because it's stupid good. So we've been oh, eating, okay. we've eaten, and I, I, we had biscuits today too. They were so delicious uh, to celebrate our last one. This is our last um, podcast in Colossians. It may not be the last one you're you're, you're going to listen to because episode Shh, nine. They'll be in order. They won't know. <laughs> episode nine. Is still Some on people hold. will know this. Episode nine happened. Technical thing. <laughs> it was a good one. <laughs> the green light on your microphone is it on? Yeah, it's on. <laughs> okay, just checking. Are you sure you're on? I'm good. Okay. <laughs> you made us all worriers. <laughs> yeah, Daryl makes us all worry. So, um, where was that? Episode uh, nine is uh, coming, but episode ten is today. So it's our last one. We're in Colossians, chapter four. And this is one of my favoriteest things. It's the names. I kind of want to hear how Joni pronounces them all. So <laughs> do you want to read? We were voting for Daryl. Daryl's going to read? We think it's Daryl's Hey, turn. the secret to biblical names is to say them confidently, and that's all that matters. That's right? actually not the secret. <laughs> that's my secret. Did you make that up? <laughs> I've been <laughs> using that secret for 20-something years. <laughs> the secret is both Hebrew and Greek names are completely phonetical. You pronounce everything. So, for example, uh, some might say the verse word in verse 7 is Tychicus. I, yeah, I would have said Tychicus. I tend to pronounce it Tychicus. Okay. Tychicus. Uh, but it's either way, there's no right or wrong as long as it's phonetical. See, and as long as you say it confidently. Um, but <laughs> you have to say everything. Every, every, every uh, syllable needs to be said. You know, I've learned recently that there is a city in England... That has a now how would you know about it? It was just a random <laughs> um, trivia thing, little known fact, um, and I don't even know how to spell it. But it looks like Gly. It almost looks like Worcestershire. It's it looks like Gloucestershire or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just called Gleister. Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce yeah. it, Gleister. So they don't follow the Hebrew rule of pronouncing all of the uh, phonetics. Because they're not so. Hebrew. I know. I mean, I love I love English. <laughs> Because you can play with English, but English is like the most undisciplined language yeah. ever. It has no rules. We just make stuff up as we go. We do. And you can make fun of Gleister all rules. you want. I mean, if you're just... <laughs> the teacher <laughs> is... Like I'm just saying rules. everything follows rules. I before E? No, that doesn't work. <laughs> it's not... No, I, I, we'll talk later. I, I know. I know grammar. It doesn't. The rules don't always hold up. Spanish is. I took Spanish in high school, thinking my mom can help me. I'm gonna breeze through this, make straight A's. It's not the she same. She said as I have no idea what that yeah. says. I barely passed with like 70, and I think I probably cheated. Four my years way of Spanish, and I think I can say dónde está la biblioteca. Okay. Where's the library? That's, yep, that's about all I know. You probably should <laughs> ask where the baño is. I, I can't. I do know. That's what he wanted that to add. He didn't know the word for baño. He's baño like, there's library books thing. in here? What? Is there a baño in the biblioteca? 
I only got through college Spanish the first semester because I was sweet on a girl who spoke Spanish. That Whoa. got me through. I, and I did not really um, do well in, in, yeah, in, in it's, Spanish. Yeah, because it's hard. But now once I took Latin, mm -hmm. Spanish it, became much clearer yeah, to me. Once been, I got the mother yeah. tongue uh -huh. and I learned, oh, now oh, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. And uh, so Latin helped my Spanish hmm, a great that's deal. Uh, where are we? What are we talking we about? Were, we were going to have Joni read all the names. Joni. That's what we were going to do. And we got <laughs> sidetracked. We got a Daryl. So, so we did Tychicus, or you said Tychicus? I would call it Tychicus. I'm stuttering. having a stroke over here. Okay, Rain Man. Tychicus. Tychicus. Wapner, Wapner, Wapner. All right. Joni, you want to. So we're Colossians 4, verse 7, all the way through 18 to the very end. Okay, I really feel like this was mean. <laughs> That's not how verse 7 starts. It won't be mean, we'll just correct you. <clears throat> okay. Good, this is going to be fun. Okay. That's exactly how Paul said it. laughing uncontrollably. I wish you could see this. How did you even do that? You couldn't do that again if you wanted to. Before we came in here, before we came in here to sit down, she said, I sure hope Jamie doesn't call me to read. Look up here. Look up here. We're off the rails already. All right. Misty, you want to bail her out? I'll try. Let me try here. I'm not over snacks if she bails me out. I got this. Okay, okay. I thought you said you didn't have it. Do the first word. We'll do it together. Take a kiss. Very good. <laughs> I don't know. It. Go will, ahead. will is the next word. What did will. You put in those biscuits. <laughs> it's self-rising flour. <laughs> Kefir. That's, that's all right. Here we yeast. go. Take a kiss. We'll tell you all about my activities. He is a beloved brother and faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. And with him, Onesimus, our faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you of everything that has taken place here. Aristocarus? Aristoc... How do you say that? Well, Aristocats. Aristocats work. Yeah. I was but actually, say. I would say Aristarchus. Okay. Aristarchus, Aristarchus my fellow Aristarchus. prisoner, greets you Sorry. and Mark, the cousin of Barnabas concerning whom you have received instructions, if he comes to you, welcome him, and Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only men of the circumcision among my fellow workers for the kingdom of God, and they have been a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of, Jesus Christ, of Christ Jesus, greets you always, struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. For I bear him witness that he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea and in Hariopolis. Luke. That was Spanish. <laughs> she, she made that Spanish, I think. I'm just going with it. Hariopolis. Hariopolis. Luke, the beloved physician, greets you as does Demas or Demas? Demas is how I okay. would say it. Demas. Give my greetings to the brothers at Laodicea and to Nymphia and the, and the church in her house. And when this letter has been read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans and see that you also read the letters from <coughs> Laodicea. And say to our... our Looks like hiccups. Our, 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 our hiccups. Archippus. 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 
see uh, see that you fulfill the ministry that you have received in the this Lord. This last name is going to be a tough one, so okay, I don't know if you can handle it. I, Paul. There it is. Good job. <laughs> write this greeting with my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Good you did job. good job. Tychicus. <laughs> That's going to be well. Your naturally, new you want to say the ch and not just the k. It's uh, actually a k. Yeah. Ch is a chi in yeah. Greek, so interesting. Letter, okay. you know. Anyway, fun stuff. So what? What? Let's start with Tychicus. What? Bless you. What does he say? <laughs> what does he say about Tychicus? No, but that name makes me laugh. Still. He will tell you about all my activities. Mm-hmm. He's beloved and faithful. Well, let's let's, let's talk about let's about the descriptions before you, uh, beloved brother, faithful minister, and fellow servant. Those are three different things. It's a lot of props there. Um, which sticks out at you? Um. <coughs> My I, fellow servant is what sticks out to me just because um, to serve alongside other people is is huge. I feel like it's, it's a big responsibility, um, obligation, so to speak, as well as a... Um, a privilege and an honor. You know, I feel honored and blessed to be able to serve alongside each one of you. And, um, you know, that encompasses so much of, of good character and kind of like the things we talked about before, you know, that um, walk with Christ that you should have all the time, you know, and mm-hmm. keeping those things true to your character of who you are. So, so. those three descriptions are great. Uh, all-around description of what a, we all should kind of strive to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just had this image, <coughs> and I, I haven't, it's been years, but I remember early in my youth ministry years, back in the late 90s, um, youth conferences and conclave and conventions and stuff like that were, um, seemed to be more popular, um, a thing. And then I was, my first church was in East Texas, and we had a real close network of ministry youth ministers. We did stuff together. Sometimes it was we went and played together. Sometimes it was we had, you know, meals together and study together. And then we would end up at all these conferences, you know, hey, where are you staying? What hotel are you in? All that stuff. And so you kind of had this this closer group of, of guys that um, you felt closer to. You felt like they were more friends than. But I was thinking as this list of names and Paul is, is, is referencing these different names. I was thinking of ministry. You go to a conference like that, you've kind of got your group that you know these guys. And then you know the other guys are ministry guys. You don't know much about them or this guy's leading a church here or this is the speaker or whatever. And so it's almost like there's this social um, levels of um, who knows who, just like in, I guess, mm-hmm. corporate world and things like that. Um, and I'm not saying that Paul is... <coughs> Aubrey's um, emergency alert is going off in the background. It's so. raining really Weather. hard. <laughs> it is. We're getting a lot of good rain. Um, that or the missiles have been fired. And so when, when he said, beloved brother, my first thought was back in those days when I would go to conferences and I would look for the guys that I had gone to camp with and I kind of knew, and hey, where, where are we going to go eat and stuff like that. It was just felt like there was a little bit closer connection. I could be wrong, but that's when he, when he says that. It feels like 
they're more than just ministers or whatever. They, they might have a deeper relationship. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, the words that Paul uses here are fascinating. So you have the, the beloved brother Adelphos, which is a generic term. I, I know we don't think of it the same way they did it in, but that probably just means another Christ follower. Uh, yeah. So he's the beloved one. <laughs> I think Paul admired him very much. Clearly. Yeah, there's clearly. a high level of esteem yes. here. So he's the beloved brother uh, who's Adelphos. And then you get, he's the, the diakonos, the servant, the minister. And then behind that is the word my Bible translates here, servant, which it should translate as slave, because doulos. Mm-hmm. So you use three key words that are all used to describe him. Brother minister, servant, slave. Mm -hmm. And I think what we have to ask ourselves is, can you be one without the other? Is it all Mm -hmm. a package deal? Do we hold all these qualities that, yeah. Could someone be a a good brother, but not necessarily a good servant, a good minister? And I'm I'm biased because I have met many people who are good, faithful Christ followers, and they hold positions in church, and they're lousy at it. Mm. They're just not very good at all. They're not faith. Faithful is not the word that would come to it. Mm Um, um, so did your Bible get it wrong this time? Because I remember earlier in Colossians when you were talking about that same word and it did translate it slave. You're correct. Oh, here, yeah. here um, it says servant, and it um, gives the, the meaning in the footnote as bond servant, um, which is still soft, I think, because if you... Again, remember we talked about, the, I think, three podcasts earlier or something. Um, one of my translation motifs is translate it the same way every time if you can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always, you can't always do that because Greek is so much more pliable than English is. Mm-hmm. But um, it is the, the same thing. So these are the three things. And he said, I have chosen the one I have chosen to talk to you about things. So that was on, you know, that was on purpose. And, and, in fact, um, he kind of loads up a lot of religious language in Tychicus, right? Mm-hmm. Brother, servant, slave, chosen, all these things that he's going to do. Um, what's he going to do? What's the activity? What's the key activity? He's going to do what? Encourage. Uh, before that. Encourage is there. Oh. But he's going to do what? That you may know how... We are. He's going to tell them about oh, what Paul's tell. doing. To give them an update. He's yeah. going to tell you yeah. everything Same. I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, Relay information. Ministry report. The yeah. Ministry. <laughs> <laughs> the ministry of gossip. Here's what's going. I mean, we don't like to think of gossip that way, but that's kind of the flavor here. Mm-hmm. Is right. Tychicus is going to tell you everything that's going on, all that's happening. Who's being nice to me? Who's not being nice to me? How I'm doing? He's the one. So he's chosen as his personal emissary to relay. Not anyone else, but mm-hmm. Tychicus. Well, he trusted him so much. but And he may have trusted him to know that he would relay it not with, with like he would relay it exactly how it happened, exactly how things were, mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. with his own, you know. Spin. Spin, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and... and and a human being telling you is better than a letter. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. There's more humanity there. Mm-hmm. It's but just like a call is way better than a text if you're going to tell me because then I can hear your voice and mm-hmm. hear exactly mm-hmm. the tone. You can't get all the emotion from the written word. Uh, and because Paul chose him, it, 
deems more with the people to trust him, mm -hmm. you know. Ooh, this borrowed authority. Yeah. Like he means this much to me, and if you really hold me in high esteem, you will hold you'll take, him yeah. in high esteem. A borrowed authority. Mm -hmm. that's, that, that's a great point. Uh, I like what happened. Tychicus is, this is not his only rodeo. Uh, you see him in Ephesians chapter 6. Paul says almost the exact same thing about Tychicus, which we've talked about this before. My hypothesis that Colossians and Ephesians were written at about the same time and they were delivered at the same time, probably by Tychicus, mm -hmm. right? So he's carrying these letters. Mm -hmm. um, and that this may have been the letter to Laodicea mm -hmm. as well. And not also just to relay information, but don't you, th I mean, was there any financial, like, reasoning behind it? I mean, would there be any reason for him, for Paul to need any type of financial help at this point since he's in prison? You know, that's a great question, and I had not thought about that. I know, like, for example, Philippians, mm -hmm. one of the beautiful parts of Philippians, which we think was probably written the same, if not far... Mm -hmm. Paul's in prison with Philippians. We don't exactly know the exact circumstances. But there Paul tells them, thank you so much for the money that you see. Yeah. Right. Not so, that you owed me, but you owed me. But, you, yeah. <laughs> so. um, but th he doesn't really mention financial remuneration here I at all. I just wondered. Yeah. Um, that's a great point. Um, it, I would have certainly hit them up. I would have said, hey, and... You know, uh, there's a Starbucks around the corner, and I got yeah. no coffee money. I'd have been. Well, <laughs> and thinking of that, you know, it takes a, this certain, uh, you know, specific type of person to get more out of somebody than a different type of person. You know what I'm saying? So knowing all these things about him, you know, Paul maybe played all that. You well, know? we know he's handled money in the past. In Acts chapter 20, um, if you guys want to flip over there, you could. Um, it's when they're in Asia, which is pretty much the same place as here. Um, they're on their way back to Jerusalem, and Paul has been doing this everywhere he goes. He's collecting offering money to take back to Jerusalem because mm -hmm. of the famine. And if you look in verse 4, as they're getting ready to come down the home stretch, uh, Tychicus is uh, there, right? So verse 4, chapter 20, verse 4. So Potter, the Berean, son of Pyrrhus, accompanied him, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Segundus. These names sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Gaius of Derby and Timothy of the Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus. Uh, so Tychicus... Say it. Tychicus. I got it that time. Tychicus. You did. So Tychicus was was sent as part of the, the delegation from this region to carry the offering then. Mm -hmm. So he's got some experience with money, with money handling. But that was much earlier. Right. That was much, much earlier. Um, and Titus gives us even more what we think um, that Paul considered Tychicus as a possible leader for Crete to replace Titus. And we know later he sent him to lead the Ephesian church. So this is not just anybody. This would be, I guess you could call it Paul's next generation of leadership. Mm -hmm. he, he's looking at his time is almost gone. He knows that his, um, his, he's run the good race, as he'll say in Philippians. And so Tychicus is the one, okay, 
he's the next. He's next up. Next man up. Do what? Passing the mantle. The mantle. That's Elijah, Elisha language. <laughs> uh, you're, it's a thousand years earlier, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Which kind of lends itself to the question. So when we talk about people uh, that we've selected to lead in our steed when we're not there, do we take the time to build them up publicly? That's a huge... Mm-hmm. You talked about borrowed authority. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of confirmation, you know, uh, to me, the image here is always um, Moses. So when Moses is ready to head on out to Mount Nebo and be buried by God, before he does so, he brings Joshua out and, and he puts his hands on him and he tells everyone, this is the person who's going to lead you. He's confirmation that way. Which I've always pointed out, the great they failure. Didn't, they didn't have a search committee. There was no search committee. They did not vote. take resumes. They didn't have to vote. <laughs> well, don't get me started on voting. Um, Came and preached in view of a call. Yeah, he could, uh, Joshua comes and preaches in view of a call. Yeah, yeah none of that happened. Uh, but what's fascinating is Joshua, when he's done, does not do that. This is why. Preachers love Joshua. I have a real love-hate relationship with Joshua because he fails to secure the next level of leadership. Mm-hmm. When, the, when Joshua's done, literally, <clears throat> as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We love that line, right? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And then he turns around and rides off. <laughs> That's it. Just me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. The rest of you, you're, peace out. You're on your own. Right? <laughs> You're on your own. And, and one of those, that doesn't mean what you think it means. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, so Joshua rides <laughs> off. Corona. Corona. Have you taken your temperature today? Yes, I have. Have I'm you been good. out of the country in the last 14 Not days? Yet. Do you have a rash? That's one of the symptoms. That is one of the questions. No, I don't. <laughs> Do you have a rash? I assure you Thanks it is. I've had a rash since 1981. Uh, anyway, so. Have you seen a doctor? (laughs) (laughs) What was I talking about? Joshua doesn't anoint the next level of leadership. And what do you get? Judges. For at least maybe maybe 200 years, maybe 400 years of sheer chaos. Civil war, murder. It's just horrible, the book of Judges. We read Judges like a hero stories, but it's social uh, upheaval. It's like, you know, Portland every day. Um... (laughs) shouldn't have said that was that was wrong Uh, that was wrong so because there's no leadership yeah but paul is better paul is better than moses uh, she's better than joshua paul is i'm about to go i tychicus is my guy Mm -hmm. he's not just another brother daryl and daryl other brother (laughs) daryl he's not just another brother and he's not just a faithful servant he is a slave he's He's bound to Christ mm-hmm. just like I am. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. Mm-hmm. I that's think it's more powerful. than an intern. <coughs> that's more than an intern. Be quiet, intern, too. Uh, <laughs> but I you love know, it goes to show that you don't have to be this fiery evangelist and screaming and hollering at everybody to, to be able to be an effective minister in God's Word. It takes all kinds of people, you know, with different personalities, with different, you know, characteristics. And you have that, to start somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know, sh- yeah. So mm. I thought well, that was interesting. And I think, uh, you know, he uses the word diakonos, which is where we get our word deacon, right? 
Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> the true sense of that is is a, a servant, someone kind of behind the scenes. Right. And you mentioned evangelist or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere. And maybe they had issues with this back then too. I'm sure they did. We're, we're human, but uh, we get a lot of people that are very ego driven mm-hmm. in their ministry, and they want to make a name for themselves. Look at me! Look at me! Yeah. Write books or, <coughs> or and not that. <laughs> wait! 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 wait. Uh, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> Write books and sell their sermons and things to make, uh, to yeah. brand themselves. You, you do not do that. You don't have uh, your books at the back of the sanctuary. On yes, way, thank you. You don't have a out, library. I went to a certain uh, large church years ago, <laughs> and the whole bookstore was that particular person's sermon series and that particular pastor's books everything affiliated with him and mm. I, I believe I had heard this could be rumor but I just heard that you know so much of the proceeds went to his pocket not mm-hmm. back to the church because he built the church around it was yeah. his church and right. I've heard of people doing that and I'm sure some of it there's some protective reasons in there because there's two sides to the whole church world but um, you don't you talk about a diakonos people Paul's talking about here is is humility and people who serve and yep. are furthering the gospel and not their own agenda, so to speak. Mm. <coughs> the world needs more ticket An encouragement. He was an encourager. I love that. I do, too. And he was supposed to encourage them. Mm-hmm. Um, encourage their heart, I believe is the phrase. Yes. I'm trying to get back over to... I'm stuck in Acts right now. Um, that's actually not a bad place to be if you're going to be stuck. Uh, what's the phrase... Misty. Uh, what the heart wants, what the heart wants. No, no, no. <laughs> Where are you, you going? know how we are, and then he may encourage your, your heart. heart. Oh, yeah. no, there you go. I was just making stuff up. <laughs> oh. She's like, I don't know. What is the heart? On a very special Hallmark movie of the week. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart ticket kisses. <laughs> so the next name is Onesimus, which is fun to say. Onesimus. Onesimus. He's got lots going on. Onesimus. What do we know about him? He's faithful and beloved brother. So he's faithful and beloved brother. He doesn't quite make the the slave. He's two out of three, <laughs> which ain't bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get you a nice contract in the Major League Baseball. <laughs> we also know that he is one of them. Which his name has one in it, so. <laughs> yeah, that's not... That's not how that works. I don't know. It kind of sounds good. <laughs> He's one. Oh, Onesimus is one of you. He could have right. branded himself mm. with that right there. Onesimus. Well, he may have been branded because he was a runaway slave. Uh-huh. You know, if you change that um, that M to an N, it would be ones in us. Oh. That would be kind That'd of That'd go cool. good on a T-shirt. The, go the real with... question is, is Onesimus his real name? Because Onesimus means helpful. Oh. And he was a slave. And if he's a slave and he's called helpful, maybe that doesn't, maybe that's not his real name. That's his slave name because uh, he's the helpful guy. Like, like they gave him different names like, oh, this one's helpful. This one's not so much. Kind of like the seven dwarfs. Masters are sleeping. always. <laughs> no. Sorry. I'm trying to be serious here. Mr. Walt Disney to my right. No, the. Um, <laughs> You're going to have to send Disney now funds. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
um, it's common for masters in any culture who own slaves to give them names uh, like we do our, our, our pets. So he may have a name that was given to him at birth, but his master called him Onesimus because he was helpful. Um, that, 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 that's one of my thoughts about it, what his name means. I'm sure bosses still give their workers <laughs> names. They just I mean, may not, not use be them out loud. loud. <laughs> <laughs> what do you so, call us when no one's around, Jamie? <laughs> um, <laughs> friend, friend, fellow servant, diakonos. Beloved brother. Beloved ones. <laughs> okay, Onesimus. If I read this right, now we have a whole nother letter. So Onesimus is there. Right? I'm sending him along with Onesimus. So Onesimus is a part of the traveling party going. He's a runaway slave. There's probably another letter he's carrying. Mm-hmm. What letter is that? What letter is Onesimus in? He's in Philemon. Onesimus is the subject of Philemon. Philemon is written from Paul to Philemon, advocating for Philemon to free Onesimus as a slave. How do they do that? Uh, usually it was just, I free you, and there's like a... Was he his slave? Is mm-hmm. that... Oh, okay. So Philemon owned Onesimus. Give so him the, a sock. The impetus a... seems to be, this is, this is the way... No, he's not Dobby. Master has freed Dobby and given him clothing. No, that's not what we got here. Oh, we got to get you some more books to read. Uh, <laughs> so, the the clothes, the clothing. Did you see what you've done? I've been trying. That's my job today. The Throw story. The story seems to go like this: Paul was in Colossae ministering there at some point. Onesimus becomes born again as his master was Philemon, which gives a lot of insight into what Paul says in chapter 3 about slaves and masters Mm -hmm. and their relationship. Mm -hmm. This is not theoretical because he says, slaves obey your masters, and he says, uh, masters, be just and fair to your slaves. Oh, by the way, he's sending Onesimus, the runaway slave, back to Colossae Mm -hmm. with this other letter. So who's one of the people getting this letter? Paul. No, Paul's sending it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Philemon. 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 When this is being read in the church, and Paul says, I'm sending Tychicus, beloved brother, faithful minister, fellow servant, and Onesimus, Mm -hmm. faithful and beloved brother, who is one of you, they will tell you all about me, Mm Sitting right there, probably on the front row, is Philemon, who is the master, the owner of Onesimus, who Paul is in a separate letter under the table saying, I need you to release this guy. Right. Hmm. That's, there's a lot going on there's a here. Lot, yeah. There's uh, a lot happening in that church. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably like 15 people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, it's also like a personal relationship. It's like, I like... He was such a mentor to him. Like, I know all of the things going on in there. So I think that's absolutely know, why it's so personal. Mm-hmm. And it still applies to us today. I think a lot of people will read this and say, oh, that's just about what's going on with them. But there's so much we can draw How out of that. How does it apply? Mm-hmm. Um, we still have the same kinds of relationships. We do have. Not, ma- not master-slave. We're but in an egalitarian society, or so we say. Um, but we do have 
obligations, right. responsibilities, and mm -hmm. very complicated relationships with people. Mm -hmm. um, and that affects how we worship. Mm -hmm. It really does. It affects the dynamics at church. Mm -hmm. um, so Enesimus, fun stuff. Aristarchus. Aristarchus. Did you do that earlier? I did, and oh, I don't yeah. know why. Tormevu. <laughs> we got Aristarchus, the Brother John version, and we also have Aristocats. So Aristocats. You, you take your pick. I prefer Aristarchus. <laughs> All he says of him is he's my what? Fellow prisoner. He's just my fellow prisoner. He's just here with me. Mm -hmm. But was he with him? With him? Like, yeah. Like, we if got you, shut down together. If you read this, you kind of get the feeling, oh, he just happens to be in prison. Like, like he's in cell number nine yeah. and Paul's in that's cell number right. eight. Yeah. But actually, that's not. Aristarchus was probably with Paul when he was arrested mm -hmm. and was arrested together with him because we know from uh, Acts 19, Aristarchus was there. In the Ephesian riots, which are some of my favorite riots. Of well, all I was just—I was looking that up, and I, verse twenty-three says, and I love this phrase. It says, "About that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way." <laughs> and the way that means Christianity, the, yeah, the, yeah. the followers of Christ. The word and so, who's causing that dis disruption? Mm -hmm. We're—I think you read it correctly. Aristarchus is right there. He's a troublemaker. Yeah. He's like that rowdy friend that like is always getting you in trouble. Like Instigator maybe you can like smooth things over. But there's Aristarchus. <laughs> so he's arrested in, in Acts 19 with Gaius, or Gaius, if you're really hoity toity. Um, but there's no mention of Gaius here. Uh, Aristarchus also goes with Paul when he goes from Caesarea back to Rome. Um, so he's apparently been with Paul all the time and has been arrested. You would think he'd get more ink time, right? Yeah. Right. We well, Luke and Timothy and all these, all the other people, but but here we get. Aristarchus apparently was there the whole time, and he was the yeah. one, you know, um, go punch that guy in the face. That he yeah. was that guy. He was the bouncer. Uh, I should let me rephrase that. None of them were punching anybody in the face. <laughs> well, verbally, perhaps. I will say this: it, it, you know, it says no little disturbance or riot or whatever. And I know um, the phrase "peaceful protests" is going around. And and to me, I wrote that down as you know, kind of often an oxymoron because I'm not advocating protest be uh, destructive or riotous. However, when you're protesting, you're protesting a pretty big injustice usually, whether it's civil rights or... or, or but what was the protest in, in, in Ephesus, though? Well, it was, I don't know the specific protest. I know it was around the way, followers of the way, Christianity. Um, what, we'll had, have to what had happened is um, m more and more people were coming to follow Jesus and nobody was buying the little Artemis trinkets. Mm. Mm -hmm. So they didn't the, like it. the sale of the Artemis the Christian economy was mm -hmm. being it was, it was hurting yeah. the exactly right. It was hurting the economy. And the local union shop, Silversmith 101, or actually <laughs> Silversmith 666, union <laughs> shop in Artemis, um, got together and they, start, they started a riot to kick all the Christians out because they're hurting the economy. So this is one of the first ever instances in the Christian community, in the Christian life, where uh, there's the right thing and then there's the economy. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Who's, which one are you for? we got, we got to get people back to work. we got to get the economy. How are you going to do that? Get rid of these Christians. Mm -hmm. and they're conscious. They're, people are out of work. People are hungry. we got to get the economy going again. So that was, hmm. that's what it was. It was a, 
a riot. It was not peaceful. Riot. <laughs> it was not peaceful. People were going to die. Uh, Christians were going to die. <laughs> so that's Aristarchus. And then we get Mark. I could have pronounced that <laughs> one. You got Mark? <laughs> Mark, yeah. Uh, Mark. Who is Mark? We're John now in verse, still in verse 10. So Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, and Mark. We could, what do you know about Mark? He wrote Mark. He wrote mm -hmm. the gospel of Mark. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. Very clever. But he and Paul were um, kind of buddies with on one mission, and then they split and had some, yeah. some big issues. So there's, there's two different issues. So him, his history with Paul is early on he's there because he's, he's Barnabas' cousin. So Paul and Barnabas are together on the first trip. They get, when the going gets tough, Mark, here, I'm calling John Mark here because it's, mm -hmm, right. J John Mark gets, he does the whole, you know this kid. I don't like it. This isn't as fun as I thought it was going to be. I just, my underwear is dirty and I don't feel good. And this food is terrible. No, and, I the there yet. and the air conditioner is not working and I got a sunburn. Sounds like all of our trips to youth camp, yeah, John. It's, it's, and that's him. And so he whines around Galatia before they ever get this far on the trip and, and, and goes home. I'm out. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm going home. They weren't even very far, right? It'd be like, a, say, I'm going to drive all the way to L.A. And someone gets to, the, you know, uh, I don't know, Brady. <laughs> says, I'm going back. I'm tired. I'm going Just back. kidding. I'm out of here. Get out of the county. Um, so he goes home. On the second trip, John Mark's like, you know, I want to go again. And Paul says, no, you're nope. not. Been you bailed last time. And Barnum says, no, no, I'll give him a second chance because that's Barnum. Mm -hmm. Plus, he's my cousin, right? He's yeah, my relative. Family issues, yeah. Uh, the Bible here says cousin. I'm not certain it's cousin like we mean cousin. Right. I think just relative. Could be nephew. I mean, I really, it has the nephew feel to me, right? <laughs> Uncle Barnabas, it has that, that it, just, it just feels that way to me. So uh, they split. Barnabas goes one way with John Mark and does ministry. Paul grabs a new partner called Silas, and they do the, they do the, the, the other missionary journey. Uh, they split. So there's bad blood. There's way more involved in that, and I'm not going to go there because we don't have time. But they split. There's bad blood. Apparently, they've made nice. right? So Mark's with him again. Mm -hmm. So Paul is there in Rome with Mark. It doesn't say Mark's in prison, uh -uh. right? So Mark's free. He's at probably in Rome. We know that Mark writes his gospel, but Mark's gospel is not one, something he learned from Paul. We, most scholars believe Mark's gospel is Peter's Peter. gospel, yeah. who may also be in Rome at this time because tradition dictates Peter and Paul both were killed in Rome. Mm -hmm. In fact, the, the Roman church, the, the Catholic church, believes that at the bottom of the Vatican there is the actual crypt where uh, both St. Peter and St. Paul are at. Mm -hmm. That's where they died. Okay, uh, that's, that's Mark. Mark. He's exhausting. <laughs> uh, then we have Barnabas. What do you know about Barnabas? The first thing I think of is early in my ministry, John Maxwell uh, and all his leadership training. He had um, some church leadership Talk about a guy that could sell books. Yes, that big guy was time a big and uh, really engaging conferences. 
um, he had a uh, model you could follow in your churches around four ministries. And I, 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 I can't remember the other three, but one of them was the Barnabas team. And so the, the idea was to group your church members up by their giftedness. And um, some were, you know, evangelism, some were hospitality, some whatever. And I, I just remember the Barnabas ministry. I was not a part of the Barnabas ministry, but the Barnabas team was really kind of like the people everyone liked. <laughs> Because they were the nice ones. They were the ones who were welcoming and um, accepting and, and gentle and, mm -hmm. and things like that. And so when, when I hear the, the, the name Barnabas, I, that's the first thing that always pops in my head is the, mm -hmm. the Barnabas ministry team. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Did it work? No. The application in the context <laughs> where I was at was not a suitable fit. <laughs> but the concept was a great concept. So. Some things like are really good on paper. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Did it work? No. We've not done it this way before. So, so in, in theory, this should work. <laughs> <laughs> so Barnabas was the hero of the early church in Jerusalem. Like he towers over. Um, he's the one they send off to go investigate things. He uh, seems to be a, a key mover and shaker. Um, and I like the way Paul doesn't really say anything nice about Barnabas. He just says the cousin of Barnabas. <laughs> and he throws it out there like Barnabas is such still a powerful figure. Mm -hmm. You know. No. Right. I don't you may not know Mark, but you know yeah. Barnabas. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets, yeah. you might not know. You might not know Mark, but yeah. Barnabas, I just got to say his name. Mm -hmm. He's a, a one-word you know, one name, Barnabas. <laughs> uh, they, hey, probably had a, they probably had a fallen out. I, uh, the way mm -hmm. I read Galatians and Acts is they had a fallen out about how Jewish you were supposed to do mm -hmm. and supposed to be. But he just throws Barnabas out there. Now, my Bible has this um, parentheses. Uh, Joni, can you read the parentheses? Do you have the parentheses? Possibly. Um, concerning whom you have received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. So, question, who's the he? Who's <laughs> coming? I think it's the Mark. Is it the Mark? I think it's because Mark? It's, it's Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. So, like, hey, I just want you to know, like, we're cool. So if he comes to you, <laughs> yeah, we're all cool. We've just, made peace. We've, we've made peace. peace. Don't okay. send, you know, yeah. your And your that just goes to show how, how behind... Paul that they were, you know, right to that extent. Uh, so they're clearly in the Paul camp, yeah. and Paul's saying, play nice with Barnabas. Play nice. Right. Yeah. Uh, or John Mark, whoever it is. It Protective. feels like um, how sometimes in communities where there's different churches, there's like this this competition, like, mm -hmm. oh, we're doing this. Churches, we're doing churches this, never compete that. with each other. I know, just like you're, in theory. You're crazy. On paper. Um, but then, like, when you realize it, like, hey, we're all on the same team. Like, mm -hmm. we all want, you know, just people to love Christ more and mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. each other more. And but we are more protective over our, our, and I don't want to say our people, but, you know, our church. It's mm -hmm. our family, and we love them, and we are a little more overprotective. Right. Okay, so protective, yes. So Paul says welcome. What does welcome mean? Welcome him. Welcome him. Uh, 
greet, allow him in. Yeah, greet him. Allow Is him in. Is that all it means? Um, yeah, not treat him like an outsider. Oh, Don't the outsider-insider debate. Mm -hmm. w welcome. I have this, especially my reading of Romans, has far more going on than just saying hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, welcome has to do with whatever his needs are. Yeah. Allowing right. yeah. you take care of him. If he needs money, you give him money. Yeah. If he needs lodging, feed him, take care of him, and also give him an opportunity to exercise his ministry gifts among you. Mm -hmm. So that was yeah. a really big statement coming from Paul too. Absolutely. Like this like mm -hmm. that. There's a lot packed in there. That was mm -hmm. that was a lot coming from him. In Romans, Paul uses the term "welcome" a lot. Welcome one another. Welcome mm -hmm. the ministry of welcome. Mm -hmm. We've lost a lot because we do tend to. It's mm -hmm. us and our, only us as opposed to welcome. Mm -hmm. And right. think about it, welcome the stranger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you? It does not just mean say hi. Mm -hmm. It's more than just uh, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. All right, we're rolling now. We only have another couple of hours to go. <laughs> Then there's the Jesus Justice guy. Uh, how do you feel about Jesus Justice? I, if my name was Jesus, I would have changed it. <laughs> I'd have been like, uh, no. Uh, what's their story? What's Jesus Justice's story? It's Paul's fellow worker in the ministry. He's alongside him. Um, I can't tell. I'll be honest with you guys. Verse 11. I've labored over the translation and looked over it over and over Paul says these are the only ones of the circumcision, right, who've been a comfort to me. Mm -hmm. now, I can't tell if, does he mean, uh, these are the only people of the circumcision party who helped me, or does he mean justice is the only one? of the circumcision party who helps me. I can't tell. I vote that. Um, if it's all these above, Aristarchus, Onesimus, John Mark, Tychicus, or just Justice, um, he's the only one of all the men in the circumcision party, and I can't get a good rendering on mm -hmm. it. But Jesus, Justice, that's all we know about he's him. Yeah. the only men of the circumcision This is the only time he actually makes mm -hmm. the scriptures. But Epaphras is next. He's got lots going on. Mm -hmm. What's Epaphras? Mm -hmm. Well, he was at the beginning of this. Mm -hmm. He was. The very, uh, he, he, he's, my read on Epaphras, Epaphras is um, he's, a, he's a Colossian too, and Paul doesn't spend a lot of time, but boy, he just piles on Epaphras. Mm -hmm. He's a servant. Uh, he's one of you. He prays for you, and his prayer is that you stand mature. And he has worked hard for you and for those in Laodicea. And um, it almost feels like Epaphras is getting a bad rep, and like Paul's trying to protect that. Am I reading that wrong? Like it just feels like he's Ooh. he's doing a lot to protect his reputation. Like, or, <clears throat> my thought was maybe he's not as well known. Maybe some of the other ones, like if you're introducing somebody that's more well known, you you, you want to compliment them. But you don't have to elaborate because people already know. Yeah. But this is kind of a new guy or this is someone that people might be leery of. So maybe I'm going to be a little bit more heavy on the compliments to help uh, carry some weight with it or something. I don't think what you're saying is right or wrong. That was just your brain went that way. My brain went this way. Or mm. is he or is he just one of those people that might be tempted to 
fly under the radar and like you want to make sure that you're mm. giving him the credit that's due. Perhaps, perhaps all his labor though, because he's not always there on site, is unseen. So he wants, yeah. he wants to make sure that they know no, what he's doing. No, that's what I was going to say. They know who he is because he's the he he prays for them. He prays for them. He mm-hmm. stands in the yeah. And he's the founder of the church. Mm-hmm. Right? He he's, founded the church in yeah. Colossae, but he's not actually always there. Uh, he's working for the other churches too. So Laodicea and Hierapolis are nearby communities. And so mm-hmm. I'm thinking about for us, it'd be like saying um, Burnet and Kingsland, right? Mm-hmm. So these th- three, three nearby. I kind of see him maybe as a bishop kind of person who's mm-hmm. got responsibility for all these different churches. Um, and he wants to make sure they all know Epaphras. Mm-hmm. And maybe just mm-hmm. so that they mm-hmm. don't forget, like, <clears throat> like he's. Well, and I don't. I know this doesn't happen in today's culture, um, but there used to be a running joke about being in the ministry that you only work two days a week, Sunday and Wednesday, is that sometimes when you're doing ministry to some people, that only means visible ministry, mm-hmm. which is Sunday morning. Are you standing up? Are you singing a song? Are you doing announcements? Are you teaching a class? And in youth ministry, the question, what do you do all day? You know, that kind of stuff. Um Maybe you've got a situation here, and I know that I'm I'm taking our context and putting it on the scripture, which is not really good. Um, but I feel like maybe Paul is isn't justifying, but he's letting people know there's a lot that there's goes a, on. There's a lot that people don't is, see. Is hard, you know, to to pray for other people is draining, and mm. physically and emotionally, it's it's tough. I used you know? to tell teenagers, so, well, I pray, and I pray for you all day, yeah. and if you'd stop sinning, I could get more work done. <laughs> <laughs> Those poor kids. And that's a wrap. They didn't I'm go just for gonna, it. I'm just going to leave you guys <laughs> to ponder that, that um, slightly passive-aggressive <laughs> youth Slight. ministry. Uh, the next one is who? Who's the next name Luke. after Epaphras? Luke. 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 Uh, so Luke's with Paul, and Paul calls him, uh, my Bible says, beloved physician. One of the best translations I ever saw that, dear doctor. Mm-hmm. The, dear the dear doctor. doctor. Dear doctor. Sounds like a Hallmark movie right it there. Does. Luke, the dear doctor. And that's all he says about him. <laughs> Luke, the dear doctor. Why, why would he just say that? Like, why wouldn't he just like? Let's see uh, if he's is a doctor. If he really is a physical doctor, a physical like a physician or whatever, you feel like maybe he's got some um, reputation. And Paul is the dear doctor. The dear is I'm acknowledging how grateful I am to him, but I don't need to elaborate on Luke. You guys know who Luke yeah. is. But they're in like Heropolis, which is which is like where all, like, the mineral, like, mm-hmm. hot springs mm-hmm. and people are trying to go to get healed in the hot springs at the, you know. It's just, it just is, like, yoga. there's pretty good contrast there. Go, no, you just brought up Revelation. <laughs> so what Jesus talks to the church at Laodicea. <laughs> hey, that wasn't nice. Whoa, hey. Careful. You keep your yoga to yourself. <laughs> What? <laughs> I, said, I said hot yoga. The the yoga reference in the classes where they sweat. Misty thought I said goat yoga, which is the thing, but I did not say goat yoga. I want to do goat yoga, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. Go ahead. Back to the Bible. <laughs> Joni's referencing Revelation because this same three cities has a direct connection to Laodicea. There, Jesus. that's where Jesus says, 
you're neither hot nor cold because mm -hmm. Hierapolis had the springs. So they were hot mm -hmm. in Hierapolis, but they ran down the aqueduct to Laodicea and to Colossae. So Laodicea, uh, it was halfway point. The waters mm -hmm. were lukewarm. Mm -hmm. They weren't just lukewarm. Mm -hmm. By the time it got to Colossae, they were cold waters, which mm -hmm. was very good. Mm -hmm. So you could go hot bath, cold bath, but in between was not the so lukewarm. It's just the it's not good. Because the hot is good for like purification yeah. and the and the cold is good yeah. for refreshment. Right. So there's lukewarm a, is good for nothing. Yeah. So Luke, the dear Luke. doctor. <laughs> now, what fascinates me is this fact, and it's a fa if we take Colossians at face value, which I do. This is a fact. Paul's in Rome, right? John Mark's in Rome with Paul. Luke's in Rome with Paul. Luke and John Mark both wrote Gospels. Luke even says, I have talked to people. I have investigated this. I have done my research as I write this down. Can you imagine the conversations Luke mm -hmm. and Mark and Paul having? Mm -hmm. What kind mm -hmm. of magic would that have mm -hmm. felt like? And you just, and say, well, there's no inf there's no there's no indication Paul had any influence on either one of them in writing their gospels. How could he not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're all in Rome together. together. And they're all doing what? Writing Paul's writing letters. They're all writing things. It's like a writer's conference. It is. <laughs> It's just, that's the yes. best. Uh, it's yeah. a writer's, writer's conference. conference. Yeah. And they're putting things together. Mm -hmm. And then uh, could you imagine the conversations? Oh, remember when he did yada, yada, yada? Are you going to include that? I'll include that. <laughs> yeah. How about you include You it? cover this, this. I'll cover I'll that. Do I'll that. cover it this yeah. way. Well, and what's funny is like when they disagree with each other, like, mm -hmm. was it Gadarene? Was it Gadara or was it Garrison? <laughs> well, I think, well, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And Paul's like, I wasn't there. <laughs> you know? It's do just, what you want. Which one was it? Oh. Mm -hmm. Like, just imagine, and there's also a Demas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Paul gives us nothing but the name. He's mentioned in Philemon 24 with a bunch of other people, but in 2 Timothy 4, uh, we almost need to read that. Uh, anyone have it handy? 2 Timothy 4. It's not many pages over. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, it has sort of the same feel as some of this. A lot of the same uh, names are mentioned. Um, so you get to 2 Timothy 4, uh, verse, let's start verse 9. Yeah. Do your best to come to me soon. For Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful for me for ministry. Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. Remember what I said earlier? When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, um, and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will pay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. What's Demas gone off and done? He's just kind of, it looks like he's just left, like he's become in love with the world, just not. He's like, abandoned. He's just, yeah. So, 
play with me for a moment. Paul says nothing about Demas here. Just Luke, dear doctor, greets you as does Demas. That's it. When you consider how much he's written about everybody else, beloved brothers, Luke, we can say he stands on his own. Barnabas stands. They don't need introductions. But Demas, Paul says nothing. Maybe he's already seeing this worldliness in him. There is no con, um, uh, confirmation for him. Uh, it's only just his reference of his name. We all when it says worldliness, I mean, I think we, we read that and we think, Secularism, or he away from the church. Could it be? And I don't know where Demas was. As these were the only three men uh, that were um, earlier. Could could it be that Demas has aligned himself with a different religious philosophy, with a different type of thinking? That it's not that he just went off in wild and riotous living like the prodigal son, but could it be that he um, chose another? belief system or am I just making could be. things up could be could be tired of prison life <laughs> uh, he's like it's not worth it <laughs> um, it's not hard to imagine someone who says you keep preaching Paul about a better time mm. yeah but I can make mm. you know I can make six figures right mm. now doing something else but the most miserable people are those that have walked closed, closed, <laughs> close, close <laughs> to, to Christ, and then have abandoned. Those are the most because you've you've experienced it. You know what that's like, and then to be without it mm -hmm. is, you know, he may not even realize he's without it. Like how many people? Well, I, I think know. if you've had it, I think you definitely know when you don't. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's the. So what does a demos look like today? Well, I'm not going to say TV preacher, but I'm thinking TV preacher. <laughs> no, I don't think it, I think TV you preacher think is so? different. That's more. Well, what was what was in Thessalonica? It says he left for Thessalonica. Is there something significant there? Opportunity. It's a big city. Mm -hmm. Thessalonica, Money. even today, is a thriving yeah. city. Um, it's that kind of gateway there to the north mm -hmm. that has all the. Mm -hmm. the or like Joni said, how many people do? Um, you know, it, it's, it does become about the money and the financial, you know, and maybe they... So is Demas the guy that works every Sunday and says, I still, I, I still believe, I'm just, you know... Yeah, i got to make or, money. Or the guy, support. let me... Maybe he's burnt out. Let me go further. Yeah. He's the guy that works really hard, which is good, Monday through Sunday, Monday through Saturday or Monday through Friday. And he says, but the weekends are mine. I'm not going to mm -hmm. go to church. Yeah. We all know that guy, we know. right? Yeah, we all know. I got other things. That's my only day off. Time. That's my That's only my time. time is Sunday. Yeah. I'm not going to go to church. That's a loving kind of worldliness mm -hmm. kind of thing. Burnout. What do you mean by burnout? Well, you said is the, I don't remember how you said it just a second ago that made me think However, that. I said it was eloquent and perfect. It was. Um, <laughs> I think you can start just... <laughs> Going through the motions, if you're if you're doing, and and again, it's hard to separate what they were doing from the way we do church today. They're they're not the same, and there's 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 parallels, but there's differences. Um, but whatever it was, um, maybe he lost his focus, and it just became um, about the wrong things. Um, 
the machine, so to speak. Um, you know, early in ministry, I, I got to a place where actually having people show up, teenagers show up and doing things almost got overwhelming. Um, and it was so much to manage and so much to handle. And then I, I remember at one church years ago, as soon as Wednesday night youth stuff ended, I was already, if I hadn't already been, thinking about the next week. And it got to the point where it was so exhausting. I was like almost praying kids wouldn't show up. You know, can we have a holiday? You know, something go wrong. <clears throat> and so I'm just wondering if maybe there's more going on here. And when you said just going through the motions, I think sometimes you can just kind of check out emotionally or spiritually <clears throat> to where it just becomes a constant barrage. Yeah, and I know you can yeah. do that in anything. It doesn't have to just be ministry or right. whatever, but it loses some flavor or something. Well, the, that's a real problem. Burnout is real. I don't know that I would read into Demas's situation here. One of burnout. I think, I think actually, I, I believe. Well, you're coughing, you're sneezing. <laughs> Misty, you and I are the only ones healthy. Uh, I've got something in my throat. Where's threads. the Lysol? Where's the Lysol? <laughs> it was in those biscuits, man. Uh, in the biscuits. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But burnout is a real problem. The um, and the, the only solution I have for burnout is uh, self care, boundaries, and remembering that you can only minister out of the overflow. Yes. So what you give to other people is what's flowing out. Mm -hmm. Once you stop doing that and you go into the reserves that's inside the cup, you will eventually drain that thing. Yep. Um, and that's a metaphor, but it's a metaphor that works. Mm -hmm. But Demas leaves him. Whatever the reason was, I think Paul would have had more sympathy for burnout. Yeah. Uh, Paul seems to have very little sympathy for him. Yeah. Uh, we're coming down the home stretch. It looks like we have a whole lot more than we do, though. But Nympha's fun. That's a fun word, Nympha. You don't want to know what I think of when I hear that word. Nympha, for your information, you horribly-minded soul. No, uh, you, you both, have no idea where I'm wanting to go. Both, I don't want to know. <laughs> uh, is both masculine and feminine. Nymphadora is what comes to my mind. Why did you have to keep going? You couldn't just it's leave It's Harry it Potter. It's a Harry Potter reference. <laughs> Nympha has the house where the church meets. <laughs> Nympha has a house where the church meets. Uh, that's Nympha. Archippus. Archippus has some gossip. There's some tea to him. Um, there's two things. The first thing is with Archippus, he's mentioned in Philemon 2. So work with me. I've said this earlier, and we can get really confused fast. So Archippus is mentioned in Philemon 2. Philemon is written by Paul to Philemon, who's in the church at Colossae, who was Onesimus' master. Archippus is thought to maybe be Philemon's son, and his mother is Appia, who's mentioned in Philemon 2 as well. So Archippus has a job to do, right? you see it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. See that you fulfill the ministry. So if Archippus' dad is Philemon, who owns... Onesimus, maybe the job that Archippus has to do is what? Make sure Onesimus is free. Make sure you get Onesimus free. You've got to. Don't forget the job I told you to do. Um, now, that's a lot of speculation, but that's what I enjoy about these names businesses here. We're given we're just enough information 
to play. Mm -hmm. I don't know for certain, but whatever it was, uh, Paul tells Archippus, you have to finish what you started. Yeah, But they would have known. Archippus would have known. I don't know if anybody else would have known. It seems like a private message. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? It does. It's just like all like encrypted in there. Like he needs yeah. his decoder ring. Yeah. Subliminal. <laughs> I need to drink some Ovaltine. Oh yes. <laughs> my decoder ring. <laughs> my decoder ring. Ovaltine. It's a commercial. It's a okay. That's uh, Archippus. Always, I've always thought interesting. That was because the was it's the it's the message inside the message inside the message. Mm-hmm. Because there's the first letter to Colossians, letter to Philemon, and then there's this little dig in here to Archippus. You've got to make sure your daddy lets him go. See, that's what I was getting at earlier is with, you know, Paul says more and less about different names. I think our first instinct or mine would be um, to add weight to that, to mean that that Paul's either, like I said in my opening analogy, that you felt like that there was a closeness when in reality, maybe it's just because there's a lot more inside story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like the people know who he's writing to, the people reading. When I, when I use this name, certain things come up, and therefore I, I, I need to elaborate or I don't need to elaborate. Yeah. And, and there's so much mystery to mm-hmm. it and, and, and potential take, mystery. And take it, that affects your hermeneutics mm-hmm. of when you read, again, go back to chapter 3, fathers... Don't provoke your children. Philemon mm-hmm. and Aphia and Aristarchus. Mm-hmm. Children, obey your parents. Mm-hmm. Slaves, obey your masters. Uh, masters, show justice and fairness to your slaves. These are the names of the... It's not just theory. It's not just yeah. general information. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. right. like you should just do he's, this. But it's, and he's also it's saying right. in such a way... Specific group. He's also in such a way to, hey, make sure he gets let, let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it when it says, see to it, you finish the mission, the ministry the Lord gave you. So it's important for us. You're never going to be completely fulfilled if you've been called um, to live out your, um, you know, your, to live your life for the Lord and to walk away from that you're always going to be empty mm-hmm. and have that void and you're never going to be able to live your life to the fullest if, if you don't submit and, right. you know, do what God's called you to do. So I love that. Mm-hmm. See to it. See to it. Whatever that is. Whatever that is. So if we, we can speculate what Ar- uh, Archippus's was, but we all have our own. Mm-hmm. And that's true whether you're a vocational minister mm-hmm. or you are a Sunday mm-hmm. school teacher yeah. I try to kind of find to myself in each of these people what I related to absolutely. in each of these people. And so I thought that was very Because if Paul was writing this now, he'd have uh, Joni, mm-hmm. Misty, mm-hmm. Daryl, see to it that you complete the ministry that I've given you. Yeah. And then, you know, Aubrey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what can I say about Aubrey? Keep bringing tacos. <laughs> so you get all these different mm-hmm. flavors. We've probably, I don't know how long we've been going, probably about long enough. Still over an hour, hour, hour and five. Hour and five. Um, let's wrap this up. Hour seven. For names I couldn't this put This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> this has been back. fun. Uh, all ten of these should be on the website eventually. Uh, but this is number ten. We are. What we want to do is take a little break from podcasting while we kind of get our bearing and then come back 
not too distant future with a new book of the Bible, new subject, new title, new something. Still be under the water tower, but new material. Um, It'll be season two. Season two. That's yeah, yeah. So who dies this season? Uh, careful, careful. Uh, what happened to Joni? She couldn't say tickets. Okay. Thank you for listening. Please like, share, and comment this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Every click matters. You can also visit our website at fmf.life. We'll be back next week. Well, actually not next week, but we'll be back eventually with uh, more Bible talk from under the water tower. See you soon. Bye, guys. Eat snacks on a rainy day.